Hi friends, it's me Jennifer Jade and you're listening to The Soul Adventurer, your number one spiritual growth podcast to bring you even further into your greatness. I believe every soul in human form is on a soul adventure, but only some will make the most of it. This podcast is for anyone that desires to awaken, align, and inspire others through journeying to become their best self. If that's you, welcome. You're in the right place, and this is where you belong. Are you ready for today's soul adventure? Then let's begin. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Soul Adventurer podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Jade, and I help women to uncover and live their purpose full time through my one-on-one coaching, my online programs, and my live events and retreats. The opportunity that I have coming up to work with me next would be the Awakener Certification. If you feel a part of you would love to inspire, encourage, and empower others through an online business similar to mine, you may want to check out the link in the show notes to this episode or find it in my Instagram bio for the Awakeners Certification, where we walk you from purpose clarity all the way to paying clients. That is the Awakeners Certification. Today, I'm really excited to share with you the five surprising entrepreneurial blunders that can cost you your soul-aligned business. So whether you are an aspiring entrepreneur or someone who is sitting in their nine to five wishing that they could start their own business soon or is thinking of starting their own business soon, or perhaps you already are an entrepreneur and you just wanna make sure that you're not making these five actually very detrimental blunders in your business, you are in the absolute right place. I have been a form of an entrepreneur since Uh, two weeks before my 22nd birthday. That is when I was cut off from having a regular paycheck. So that was well over 10 years ago now. And I wasn't prepared for it. It wasn't my decision. Um, I was a mortgage broker at the time. I had been kind of shadowing my boss for six months Six months prior to that, I had no idea how to do a mortgage. I had no idea how to create my own clients or do anything like that. So I was just making, you know, pretty close to minimum wage or maybe a little notch above minimum wage, doing clerical work and and office work, admin work, and a little bit of shadowing of my boss. And then as soon as I passed my licensing exam, there went the rug right from under me and I was suddenly a 100% commission-based mortgage broker. That meant I could have zero dollars income for infinite number of months in a row if I was not out there creating my own clients and referral networks. That was my first introduction to really being 100% responsible for my own income. After that, if you've been listening uh, to my, my journey or listening, following me for a little while, or maybe you've listened to episode one of the Soul Adventure podcast, you know that I eventually decided to move on from my nine to five in finance to my childhood dream business of destination wedding photography. 
I did that with much hesitation and a boatload of fear, paralyzing fear, more fear than I've ever had to face before up until that point in my life. And again, 100% responsible for creating clients in a whole new industry in photography, trying to figure out how to attract brides and, and couples to hire me for their wedding. And on top of that, pay for my travel expenses to take me with them to beautiful places around the world. I also spent a year in network marketing where I was full on, full time, full throttle into network marketing and I was flying all over the place, uh, mostly North America, USA and Canada to attend trainings and meetings and conferences and all of it. I really immersed myself for 12 months solid and now growing my coaching business since the fall of 2015 and learning how to grow an online business since then and specializing in working with other aspiring entrepreneurs and existing entrepreneurs. And through this experience, over 10 years of my own personal experience in different industries with different businesses, growing those to a level of success only to choose a new one and start over from scratch again in a different area, to working the last four years specializing with aspiring and existing entrepreneurs as well as growing my own online business there have been five overarching blunders that either i myself have made in fact i will say that i've made all of these at some point or another on my journey and that i've really really been able to recognize in a huge majority of the entrepreneurs that either I have met as peers along my journey or I have coached as clients both privately or within my group programs. And once you see these things, you'll start to notice them in other people as well. For example, I went to a Christmas fair yesterday. It's a couple weeks before Christmas at the time I'm recording this. And you can kind of tell as you're walking around the fair who is in the middle of making at least one of these five surprising entrepreneurial blunders. So see if you can guess which ones I'm talking about as, a, as you're walking around a Christmas fair, which one of these might actually be able to stand out to you. So let's jump in. I'm going to go backwards from five down to one. You might recognize yourself starting to go down the path of making just one of these. You might find yourself further along the path than you'd like to be, but that's great that you're recognizing it now because that means you don't have to keep going down that path. And you may not resonate with being down any of these paths. Still great that you listen to this so that you don't find yourself eventually getting lost down one of these rabbit holes. Let's start with number five. This is actually a big one and it's something that I teach a lot about inside the Awakener certification because it will take you out. It can take you right out of your own business to the point of thinking you need to quit and you're not cut out for this if you're not careful. That is attaching your self-worth to your business. Attaching your self-worth to 
your business. Now, this is an umbrella term because what this may look like for someone else may look different for you and for and for other people. A way that you can attach your self-worth to your business is by how quickly it's growing. Maybe you're new to growing your business and you see that somebody else that's new is growing their business faster or what looks like to be faster than you. And you compare yourself and you attach your self-worth to that and you judge yourself based on how fast or how slow your business is growing. Another way this may look is attaching yourself to how much money you're making. When your business is doing great and lots of money is coming in, you feel great. When you're in a slow season or an ebb, rather than a flow, you are at the bottom of the tank and you feel worthless and like you're failing and there's something wrong with you and nobody likes you. This is a symptom of attaching your self-worth to your business. Another way that this may look, and this is sneaky, is that you've attached your self-worth to how many people you've helped, to how many people you've helped, or the effectiveness that your help was for them. So especially if you're in the coaching industry or consulting or anything like that, um, you're someone who really feels drawn to help people. And if you feel that your business isn't helping enough people or that they're not having dramatic enough results, then you may take this as a poor reflection of you, therefore sinking your self-worth. You may attach your self-worth to the size of your launch. You may attach your self-worth to, uh, again, comparing it to someone else and, and how quickly their journey was or how fast they grew their business or how many people they're helping or how many followers they have on Instagram or social media or how many comments they get. There's so many ways that this can take shape under the umbrella of attaching your self-worth to your business. Let's go to number four. Another surprising entrepreneurial blunder that I see quite often is from entrepreneurs, usually new ones, new and aspiring entrepreneurs, not speaking their full truth, but instead a dimmed, watered down version, usually reiterating words from somebody else, maybe one of their teachers or uh, mentors or someone that they look up to. This is not a bad thing. This is not something that, you know, I'm not shaking my finger at you and saying, you know, no, no, don't do this. But if you've been going down this path, I encourage you to sooner than later start to find your own truth and stand on your own two feet and don't afford don't be afraid to be polarizing, to say something different than maybe your coach would have said or in a different way, or maybe you have a different energy. Um, maybe there are certain things that you stand for that you've been shying away from because you're afraid of how it may make you look or how people may think of you if you were to start speaking your truth, if you were to start to turn the volume up on your truth and what you stand for. Conversely, you may not know what your truth is fully. 
And so maybe you do find yourself mostly regurgitating information rather than digging deep and speaking what's authentic to you and what's coming through you to be shared. When you're speaking your truth, your bold, honest truth, that's when you become magnetic. So if you're not doing this, either because there's some fear around speaking your truth and what you stand for and being more visible and sharing that in a more clear way, or perhaps you're not 100% clear on what you stand for or what your message is or or what the underlying foundation of your business is. If you're not clear on that, that is something to dig deeper into because until you have a crystal clear message, something that you stand for, a platform from which to build your business upon and attract people into, it's going to come off as lukewarm to others. And then you may be left wondering, how come no one's interested in what I'm sharing? How come I'm not gaining new followers? How come I'm not getting much interaction? How come there's not very many people reaching out to me with how I can help them? It's because a confused mind says no. A confused mind says no. They're just not clear on what you stand for and how you can help them. This is what I teach a lot of inside of the Awakener certification is clarity, 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 clarity. What do you stand for? Who do you help and how do you help them? What is the problem that you solve? And not because you think it's the problem that people need you to solve for them or that it would be the smart business decision for you to make or someone told you that you had to pick a niche in a certain way in order to be successful, but because it is powerful in your soul to share this message to build your business on this platform, to help people in this way. It radiates from your heart. It comes out of your words. It comes out of your essence, your presence. And you can't help but want to share it. If you don't know what that is, then I really highly encourage you to find someone to help you bring that clarity forth from within you. I do help people with that inside of the Awakener certification, if that's of any interest to you, but, but do reach out to find and unearth that clarity within you. Number three, being too afraid of what people think and therefore not fully putting yourself out there or inviting people to work with you. This is big. I mean, these are all big. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made my list because I could make a list of a hundred entrepreneurial blunders. But these are the top five cream of the crop. So yes, this definitely is big. Being too afraid of what people think. So not putting yourself out there or inviting people to work with you. I can't tell you how many times I've had someone come on a live training or something that I'm offering for free and say, hey, Jen, I've been working on growing my business for X amount of time. And no matter what I do, I, can't, I just can't seem to get it off the ground. One of my first questions is, what have you been doing to invite people to work with you? How many times? 
Have you actually invited people to work with you? How many times have you said on a social media post, here's the link to work with me or PM me to connect? Where, how many times have you done that and how consistent have you been? Do you have any other methods of drawing people into you and wanting to learn more about your particular message that we talked about just a few minutes ago in number four? And so many times, I mean, more than I can count, I can hear, well, I don't really want to put it on social media because I, I don't really want people to know that I'm trying to grow this business. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit afraid of what my parents might think or, you know, what if I fail and then my friends know that I was trying to create this business and it didn't do so well. And like, I don't know, I don't know if I want my coworkers to know. So I just haven't really been putting it out there much at all it sounds kind of silly right when you hear me saying it but it is one of the most common things that I hear I don't understand why my business isn't growing but at the same time I'm not really telling anybody about my business because I'm afraid of what they'll think so this is something that I work very deeply and heavily on with my clients, whether they're in my Awakener certification or they're a one-on-one client of mine, is this core deep fear of what other people think. And when I say other people, insert who you're the most afraid of being honest with, with respect to the direction you wanna go in your life. It could be your spouse, it could be your parents, it could be, you know, the small town, if you're from a small town and them all knowing your business and what you're up to and, and monitoring you to see if you become successful or not. Maybe you've already spent a large amount of your time working towards a certain degree or master's or doctorate or PhD. And, you know, you're wondering what people are going to think if you put that to the side and pursue something else. Maybe like me, you've had a career in something pretty, um, traditionally acceptable such as finance or banking or teaching or accounting or nursing or something along those lines and you're afraid to trade that in for something that is non-traditional and what people will think but the truth is for as long as you're hiding under the rock of what other people think you're not going to be able to grow your business. And you will continue wondering for a really long time when everything's going to get better and when is it going to change. Until you really work on letting go of this fear, it's going to act like shackles with you with every step that you're trying to grow this business. So what I do with my clients is I find the root cause of why, why do they fear so much what somebody else thinks, whether it's their parents, their spouse, their friends, their kids. We get to the root of that so that we can pull it out by the root. Just like any other weed in any other garden, you don't want to just cut it from the top and hope it doesn't grow back. So just 
by thinking to yourself, ah, okay, I'm just going to stop caring so much what other people think. Ah, okay, I'll just have to practice, you know, not caring so much. That is just kind of giving the weed a trim from the top, from the visible aspect. But when you get the support you need to go a little bit deeper and dig right down to the root, now you can pull it out for good. And when you can pull that out for good, you are free. You are free to speak your truth. You are free to promote your business. You are free to magnetize all the clients and all the people who really need what you feel most called to offer. Let's go to number two. Number two, we see this all the time. Throwing money at the problem on shiny object syndrome rather than soul-aligned guidance, tools, and resources. The first time I saw this was actually in photography. I remember feeling so insecure when I was starting out as a photographer. I felt like a fraud even calling myself a photographer. I didn't go to any big traditional school for photography. I didn't have any degrees or anything like that. I had opted instead of going and taking a one-year-long program in photography I opted to instead work closely with mentors that really inspired me who were still active in the field of weddings, of of destination weddings, of growing a internationally recognized brand of photography who were in the middle of doing it now and who I felt connected with, who I felt aligned with and who happened to offer mentoring teachings workshops as well as growing their photography business. I opted for that route instead. It was a better fit for me, a more soul-aligned fit for me. But because I didn't have the traditional degree in photography or years of experience under my belt, I felt like a fraud. And I thought that by spending more money, it would give me more confidence. I wasn't aware that that's what I was doing at the time. I will say that. But I thought if I bought just that one more lens, if I had that better camera body, if I had these external flashes, if I had my own in-home studio, if I had my own in-home meeting place, if I had my own, you know, blah, 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 blah. And these things are hundreds or thousands of dollars each. Nothing in photography is cheap. If you've ever had photography as a hobby or you have a friend that's a photographer, I mean, you probably know this is not a cheap hobby or a profession to be in. And I thought that the more gear that I had or new equipment I had, the more confident I would feel and the less of a fraud I would be. Turns out that I spent a lot of money on things that I didn't need, never used, and still didn't feel any more confident in calling myself this big time professional photographer when I was first starting out. The things that really did help me though was the soul aligned guidance that I invested in. 
the soul aligned tools and resources. There is a difference between shiny object syndrome and soul aligned guidance tools and resources. I am always wary of someone who says this is the be all end all way to be successful. As soon as I hear someone say that, red flag, I stop paying attention. But when I was new and insecure and uncertain of myself, I would be like, oh, okay, finally, the big secret revealed. The big secret to success has been revealed. You know, here's the magic pill I've been waiting for. All I have to do is exactly what this person says, and I'm going to be successful and happy and carefree and worry-free and rich and wealthy and all these things, right? But how many times do we fall for that shiny object syndrome before we realize, oh, here I am with a bunch of, in my case, lenses and photography equipment that I don't actually need or use, and I still don't feel any more confident on my journey. Versus if you had gotten soul-aligned guidance, if you had found someone that helped you empower yourself, Find clarity for yourself. Uncover your own style, your own clarity, your own message, your own purpose, instead of just copycatting theirs or mimicking theirs. You know, so many times now I see people promoting the yellow brick road to success and saying, this is the one way to get there. Follow me. And as long as you follow every step precisely, then you will get to where I've gotten. And I have a real problem with that because I feel that each person has their own soul aligned path. And that is what I help my clients discover for themselves. So number two, throwing money at the problem, AKA shiny object syndrome, versus investing in soul-aligned guidance, tools, and resources. Okay, let's go to number one. Number one is picking a guru, coach, teacher, consultant, mentor, whatever term or type of person you want to fill in the blank with, and following them blindly into misalignment. Picking a guru, coach, teacher, mentor, and following them blindly into misalignment. I touched on this a little bit in number two there. When we're first starting out, we can be easily swayed when someone says, I have all the answers. And as long as you pay me X amount of dollars, you can have all of the answers too. And then they give us this one recipe, this one type of path that they took that helped them garner success. And them making the assumption that because it helped them reach a level of success that they were happy with, 
that it's going to work for everybody else around them too. And it's just not true. Perhaps you have worked with other coaches or mentors or courses or programs and they've said, follow this recipe. Do as I say and you will be successful like me. And you followed the course or the program or you you did the, the mentorship only to uncover that you didn't end up exactly where they are. That's okay. You know, I did that too in the beginning and there were times when I listened to a mentor even though my intuition was guiding me elsewhere, I put the advice and counsel of a mentor above my own intuition, above my own inner guide. I came to a private one-on-one session with this idea that I was excited about. I was about, you know, seven or eight months into my business and this person said that that was a not that great of an idea and that they didn't think it would sell or that people would buy it I should just stick to and then fill in the blanks of what her path of success was And because I was insecure and uncertain of myself and new on my journey and therefore not extremely confident or clear yet, I listened and I take full responsibility for that. But in hindsight, I realize that our best guide is inside. And so now... While I continue to work, I, I do continue to work with coaches. I continue to sign up for programs. I continue to seek guidance and help in improving myself and expanding my knowledge. But I will never put external advice above my own inner guide, above my own intuition. And that's why that is one of the main, most important things that I teach my students and my one-on-one clients and my soon-to-be awakeners just going through their certification right now. No matter what I say, no matter what worked for me, the best thing that we could ever do is teach you how to connect with your own inner guide and how to ask it for guidance and how to trust the guidance it's giving you. That is the single most powerful thing you could ever do. I still work with coaches because think about it. When you go to a gym, if you're at the gym by yourself and you're going through this workout and you think you're pushing yourself right you think you're putting yourself through a pretty decent workout how much better or more efficiently or 
more results would you get if you had a personal trainer standing right beside you? Right? Like you may already know how to do push-ups. You might already know how to do crunches or deadlifts or bicep curls. You may already know how to do the things. But when you have a coach standing beside you or a personal trainer standing beside you, how much more powerful do you become? Because you push yourself just that little bit more. You come out of your comfort zone so much more when there's someone else beside you than when you're by yourself. So yes, I absolutely still do work with my own mentors, coaches. I sign up for my own programs and masterminds. But I'm also very, very strong at connecting with my own inner guide and trusting it above all else. So when I'm receiving guidance, I filter it through, does this resonate with me? Is this in my highest and best interest? And I know right away, I know immediately, instantly, if I'm receiving a yes or a no. And if it's a no, I don't do it. No matter how successful my coach is, they could be multi-millionaires. But if it doesn't resonate with me, I no longer put the advice of others, no matter who they are, above the guidance of my intuition. So number one is not to steer you away from seeking guidance, support, coaching, mentoring, because that is absolutely necessary if you want to continue to grow and push yourself and move beyond your comfort zone again and again and again. At least it has been absolutely necessary for me and absolutely necessary for professional athletes that all still work with their own coaches and personal trainers, even though they know how to work out in a gym, they know how to shoot a hoop if they're a basketball player, they know how to throw a, a football, but they don't stop and say, yeah, I already know how to do that stuff. They continue to work with people that bring out the best in them. That's why I continue to work with coaches, mentors, programs, courses. But I don't put their advice ahead of my own inner guide. I, I sift it through. It's kind of like I, I want to take in the guidance I want the mentorship. I want to be pushed out of my comfort zone. I want to expand. I want to grow. But if you, f if you picture all of that information and guidance as flour, right? So I'm receiving the flour, like powdered flour, but I have a sifter. And I'm putting all of this flour into the sifter. And the only flour that gets through the sifter is if it's been approved by my inner guide by my intuition. That's how I use guidance and my own intuition. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope that you will seek guidance on how to connect with your intuition, how to strengthen it, how to trust it and take action on the guidance it's giving you, how to trust it even when maybe you have a super successful 
coach or mentor or trainer and they're telling you one thing and your intuition is telling you another, um, I hope that you will learn how to trust it above all else. It knows the path of least resistance to everything you could ever want. And for anyone that feels called to learn how to be an inspiration for others who would love to uncover their unique message, mission, calling, platform for yourself, to clarify it for your business, to be more magnetic to bringing in clients because now they understand exactly who you are, what you stand for. You're no longer hiding or dimming your voice out of fear. You've plucked that fear out by the root. You've been able to move on, invite people to work with you in a consistent way that works for you and is aligned for you, which is what I help my clients do then you may want to consider checking out the Awakeners certification. There are a very limited number of spaces that I open this up to, and I'm only going to open it up once or twice a year. The next time we're going to be opening the doors is in January. So make sure you check the link in the show notes to this episode or head to the the link in my bio on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Jennifer Jade underscore success coach. So on Instagram, that's Jennifer Jade underscore success coach. And look for the link that shares details about the Awakeners certification. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. And I'll see you in the next episode. That's it for today, my friend. But before you go, I have a request and a surprise for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know and help me spread the love by taking a quick screenshot and tagging me on social media or by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. The more I know what you're loving, the more I can create what helps you the most. The surprise? I have some free resources to help you along on your soul adventure. Just simply head to jenniferjade.com forward slash free gifts or click the link in the show notes right here in iTunes. Thank you so much again for being here. I'm sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next episode.